Coming up. So he's saying, I'm telling you, it's no, it's not easy following me because look at what you're following. You're following somebody who's going to be rejected by the folks in power. Okay, that's who you're following. So if they're going to reject me and you follow me, guess what? They're going to reject you. You're following somebody that got a death wish. You're following me and they're going to kill. I'm telling you, they're going to kill me. And you're going to follow me. Do you realize where you follow, who you following? Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Is it hard for you to receive the truth from people? We all have trouble hearing the truth sometimes, especially when it hurts. Well, God's word is the most important truth that we need to handle properly. And the centerpiece of his word is Jesus Christ. Join us for the message series where Pastor Rob teaches on how to receive the truth and what to do with it. Here's part two of the message. Are you in or out? Any other thing is light. It's light. Any other temptation is light because I already committed. I'm giving my life for this. So for me to give up a piece of chicken or $5 or whatever for it is nothing when I already decided that I'm giving my life to it. For me to give up 10 minutes is nothing. For me to give up an hour is nothing because I've already decided that I'm going to give my life to it. And this is part of the reason that we trip over little stuff because some of us haven't really decided that I'm going to give my life to it. So when God asks you for $5 or for $10 or for $20 or for 10 minutes or 20 minutes, you go, uh, uh, I'll let you know. Wait, wait a minute. Didn't you decide that you was going to give your life for it? Not only your living life now, but also your future, your eternity to it. And Jesus wanted it to be very clear that they knew what they were signing up for. Luke 9, 22 to 25, Jesus makes it very clear here. Look what he says. The son of man, that's him, that's one of his titles. The son of man must suffer many terrible things, he said. He will be rejected by elders. So he's saying, I'm telling you, it's, no, it's not easy following me because look at what you're following. You're following somebody who's going to be rejected by the folks in power. Okay, that's who you're following. So if they're going to reject me and you follow me, guess what? <laughs> they're going to reject you. Okay, and he goes on. He says, uh, uh, of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of the religious law, he will be killed. They're going to kill me. You're following somebody that got a death wish. You're following me, and they're going to kill. I'm telling you, they're going to kill me, and you're going to follow me. Do you realize where you follow, who you're following? Jesus is saying, you, you need to understand this. He goes on, he says, they're going to kill me, but on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Look at what he says. He says, you must give up your own way. He didn't say, I suggest that you give up your own way. He didn't say it would be good if you 
He said, no, if you're going to be my follower, you must give up your own way. And you must take up your cross daily and follow me. Now, understand the cross for them wasn't an ornament <laughs> or a piece of jewelry. Yeah. When we think of a cross, you know, we think of, I see one on your neck. That's beautiful, great, wonderful. Well, it looks good. <laughs> we think of stuff like that, T-shirts. and No, no, they understood what a cross meant. They knew the cross wasn't about a, 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 uh, um, a tailgate party. <laughs> they knew that cross didn't mean tailgate. They knew that cross meant hang your tail <laughs> up. Okay, that's what they knew. They knew a cross meant an instrument of death. When he said that, he didn't have to explain it. They understood what he was saying. When he said take up your cross, he was telling them, you got to be willing to die. That's what he was saying, if you're going to follow. And he said, you must be. Not, it's a suggestion. You know, you, you must take up your cross daily and follow me. And he goes on to explain why. Verse 24, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And he goes on, and, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you are lost or destroyed? Matthew and Mark said, what benefit if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? This, Jesus was raising the bar, y'all. I, I, don't, don't shoot me. I'm the messenger. I'm just telling you. He wasn't playing when he said, you, you're going to be a follower of me? This is what you're following. Now, understand, we like to uh, talk about this in, in sort of a, a light kind of way. It's like, well, I'm just going to die to my will. You got to do that too. But when he said it to them, it was more than just dying to their will. That was part of it. No, it was like, no, you, they're going to kill me. This was serious business. And they had to make a decision whether or not they would follow. See, they knew, again, the cross was the instrument you die on. It wasn't a jungle gym. It wasn't monkey bars you swing on, jungle gym you play in. They knew the cross was something you die on. But Christ said you got to be willing to do it. Matthew 26, 35 says, Peter said to him, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. Let me pause for a second. This is when Jesus told Peter he was going to deny him. And Peter denied that he would deny him <laughs> vehemently. And he said, no, not me. You got you, you, you messing with the wrong. Don't get it twisted, Jesus. People said, Jesus, don't get it twisted. You, you, you don't know me. I'm down for you. He says, even if I have to die with you, 
I will not deny you, Peter says. That's why I phrased the point, you at least got to believe <laughs> that you would. <laughs> right? We found out that Pete did deny him, you know, um, later. Um, but history tells us that most of the disciples died a martyr's death. They died after they were strengthened. They did die a martyr's death even after they did deny him and abandon him. But they believed they was willing. Look what it says here. Uh, Pete says, again, Peter said to him, even if I have to die with you, I will, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. So all of them said it. Lord, I'll die with you. I ain't going to deny you. So they all believed, at least, that they would. <laughs> As they continued to walk with Jesus. All right. I want to share an article with you. This article comes from Outreach Magazine. It's a Christian magazine. And this is the May 4th, 2018 issue. The article is entitled, 10 Dangerous Myths About Christian Persecution. 10 Dangerous Myths About Christian Persecution. And... I'm going to just share with you the fifth myth that they listed here. Quote, persecution has been worse. False. It reads on, we are living in a time when persecution is at a all-time high. Over 200 million Christians face persecution on a regular basis. Every month, 322 Christians are killed for their faith. 214 churches are destroyed. 722 acts of violence are committed against Christians. We've gone through tough periods in the past, no doubt. But globally, it's never been more intense than it is in this very moment of history, unquote. We look at this following Christ from an American or Western perspective. There are brothers and sisters in Christ, folks who love God just like you, who are losing their life for their faith. It's real. It's real. It's not a myth. It is real. And the interesting thing about it, the reports say when they talk to these people and, you know, they don't want to leave the area that's persecuting them. They don't want to leave. They say, no, I'm going to stay right here. Just pray for us that God will give us strength. They count it an honor to die for God, for their faith. And they believe God will strengthen them and take care of them. And if not, they're looking past this life. So when I ask you, are you in or are you out, don't just answer that question from an American perspective. Because we live in a country where we are right now, okay, able to freely worship. Right now. Okay, that can change. That can change. So don't just look at, it, at, at yourself as a follower. Your, your, your Christian brothers and sisters, some of them are dying every day today. 
many of them, according to the article. Somebody died today because of their faith, not natural causes, no, because they are a believer. So when I ask you, it's not me asking, it's God asking. It's not really my, my question. I'm just giving the message. God is asking, are you in or are you out? I want to stop right now in the message and pause for a moment and let us pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ in these persecuted areas. We're going to say a prayer for them. Bow with me. Father, we don't really understand because we haven't experienced it. We know intellectually we can feel it and we care. But Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would touch our hearts, that we would understand this deeper and better than we did when we first entered this room. How our sisters and brothers in Christ who have faith in you are dying, being persecuted on a regular basis. We pray for them. We pray, Lord, that you would strengthen them. You would strengthen them in, in, um, in miraculous ways, that they would give us, have a strong sense of your presence and your power, that you would put a hedge of protection around their mind, body, and spirit, that you would touch their heart and encourage them, Lord. Encourage them to hold on to your unchanging hand. Encourage them, Lord, to endure. Be with them, Father. Give them, remind them of your word. Remind them of your promises. Release your power. Bring healing to them, to their region. We pray for the leaders in their region, that they would soften their hearts and have compassion for believers. Give them strength, Lord. Draw them closer to you, closer together. And touch us, Father, that we would have a heart, a bigger heart, a bigger concern for them, that we would pray harder for them, we would pray more often for them, that we would think about them more often. And, Lord, we thank you that you have placed us here in America where we can freely worship you in this hotel room without concern or worry that somebody's going to come in and stop us. Or, and even though, Lord, we've experienced recently that folks have come into places of worship and shot up people in this country. But, Lord, we thank you. We ask this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. The fourth way you know that you are in or out is I follow him and his teachings without shame. I follow him and his teachings without shame. Luke 9, 26 says, if anyone is ashamed of me and my message, this is Jesus talking, the son of man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the father and the holy angels. Jesus says, if, if you're ashamed of me, and not just me, but also my message, 
or my words or my teachings, he says, I will be ashamed of you when I come back in my glory. So even when people try to shame you because of your faith in Jesus and his word, even when you don't understand what's going on in your life, even when you don't understand what God is commanding you to do, even when your beliefs are not popular or politically correct, I ask you again, are you an even though follower? Are you an even though follower? There were some who weren't. John 6, 59 through 61 talks about this. And Jesus had said some stuff to them. He had said some truths to them that they had trouble wrapping their head around. And so the text picks up in verse 59 of John chapter 6. It says, he said this, talking about Jesus, he said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? So Jesus was teaching something that they just had trouble accepting and understanding. I don't know. You may be baffled by my message today. Well, actually, it ain't my message. I'm just telling you what the words say. It, it, may, it may have your spirit and mind spinning because you maybe had never considered dying, really giving up your literal life for your faith. It may not ever cross your mind because we live in this 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 uh, cushioned, this insulated country, this bubble that we live in, where we don't have to worry about that. Okay. And so you may not have it even considered it. So you may be a little thrown back. They were. They said, that was hard. You might be saying, this is a hard message, Pastor Rob. It is. It, it was hard. It's hard for me to tell you, but I have to. I'm, I'm his preacher, not my own. I got to tell you. I have to tell you so that you know what you're getting into, so that you can endure and you can, the little stuff you have no problem, you won't sweat it as much as you used to. Because if you're giving your life to it, as I said earlier, giving up some other stuff is penny. That's nothing. That's lightweight. And so they said it's hard to accept. Verse 61 reads on, aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? And Jesus is saying to you today, does this message that my servant, Pastor Rob, is preaching offend you? These ain't my words, y'all. Y'all reading it for yourself? Does it offend you? And as the text goes on, it's not on, it's not on your paper. Um, it, but the text tells us in verse 66, it's not on your paper, that many of them walked away and never came back. Do y'all understand that? They were so offended 
saying the teaching was so difficult for them to accept that they said, I'm done with Jesus. Now, this was after they saw all the miraculous stuff. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. God has made it very clear that there's mischief in this world. There's people up to no good that's going against God in this world. And God has given us some instruction on how to live in this world. But we spiritually will walk down a spiritual dark alley. And we know ain't nothing going on where we going but mischief and wrong and sin and evil and malice. But we just walk down there anyway, spiritually. It makes no sense. Thank you for listening.